what's everyone's favorite country in Galarian? First instinct, hands down, Cheliax. But Andoran is pretty cool too, I guess. I would say Andoran's pretty cool. They're like Cheliax, but not evil. So, I mean, uh, I was like, Nadal gets an honorable mention for also being edgy. If you haven't noticed by now, I'm a fucking edgelord, so. I feel like Taldor is more Cheliax, but not evil. Because they've got the same level of bureaucracy. <laughs> Oof. Well, the thing is, like, Taldor, Andor, and Isgur all used to kind of be Taldon colonies. And at one point, Chalaxian colonies, I think, too. Well, yes. <laughs> Cheliax used to be a Taldon colony. When it seceded from Taldor, it kind of stole Isgur. It stole, actually, a lot more countries than just Isgur, and then they lost Well, them. yeah. And then they decided to try and conquer Nadal, and that went super well for them. <laughs> Not... And Andoran was just like, fuck y'all, freedom. I'm going to go with Andoran just because Falcon's Hollow alone is so awesome. Andoran is the, is the America country in Galarian. So, like, it's pretty fucking awesome. For all of us Americans, it's pretty fucking awesome. Molthoon used to be a, a, a Chalaxian colony, too. What's the yeah. one where Wrath takes place? Oh, I, what's near I, the world wound? I was like, I can't remember the name. Mendevian Mendev, Mendev, yes, Mendev. Crusades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then there's, I can't remember the name, but there's whatever the name of the country that would, got swallowed by the world wound. Starts with an S, I think. Oh, the the Scarred, the, what it became like, the Scarred Lands or whatever. Last Wall is also cool, but it doesn't exist anymore. Hehe, <laughs> spoilers. I mean, what? Spoilers for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Uh -oh. Mendev is interesting because the 4th Crusade ended with massive horrific witch hunts where they would put their own citizens on pyres and burn them because they thought they were consorting with demons. Sarkoris, that's uh, that's what the world wound used yeah, to be. Sarkoris. Yeah, Yeah. Uh. Yeah, the witch hunts in Galarian got me because I'm like, don't you have like paladins with detect evil? Literal actual witches? And, yeah, well, and the thing about witches. Mendev is most of Mendevian's crusaders are not and never have been paladins. They've all been clerics or church bureaucrats that have led everything. Okay, but like at that point, like, you know a paladin. Tell them to detect evil for you. You can oh. only become, you only have an evil aura if you're an evil divine caster. Oh, you're right. I uh, or that. you're six hit die or stronger. And these are peasants. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. So detect evil doesn't tell you anything. And detect evil outsider only applies if they're possessing Anti-paladins get an evil aura just about right away. Yeah, anti-paladins, clerics, oracles. Oracles don't have an aura. That's I suppose anti-paladins would fall under evil divine caster. I'm sorry. I'm not sober. As for me, my favorite two are both ancient empires. They are the Lungwa dynasty of Tianxia, which controlled all of Tianxia before the Onidaimyos went, mm, and that happened. And then their empire shattered. Now there are a bunch of countries in Tianxia, all of them amazing. And there is the Shori Empire, which invented flying cities and the collapsed. Uh, the Shori are so cool. Yeah, I love the Shori. Shori uh, pretty cool. An ancient techno magic cool. is great. I have to agree with that. The Shuni Empire was pretty cool. <laughs> 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 those little dog fellas, they really invented those flying 22 trees. 22 will strangle you. Just when he listens to this episode, just saying. The Shori Empire were basically fighting a war on two fronts. They were fighting eldritch entities that had latched on to their Magitek and were like, we can use this as a power source to manifest ourselves in the material plane. And obesity. And they developed them to be flying fortresses to fight against Rovagug's children. So... 
they were kind of destined to fail because of that, but they're such an interesting empire. But then Nephis showed up and put those spawn in their place. Hey, didn't he only kill one, one of them? them? Yeah, he yeah, only he only fought one of them. He didn't technically kill it himself either, but... The fact that Nephis helped at all is something. That is really impressive that yeah. Nethis cared enough about something to actually intervene. Nethis just some random punk ass bitch mortal. He's like, this guy, this guy's gonna hurt magic. I gotta stop. Showed that. up and was like, fuck the spawn of Rovagak. Oh, you need a wish to keep him dead? Fuck you! I'm an arcane caster. I'm the arcane caster of arcane casters, motherfucker. Double birds. <laughs> what is that city that Jatembe just brutalized? Oh, yeah, some demon city, yeah. I don't know, but if Jutembe brutalized it, they fucking deserved it, because Jutembe is the coolest. Jutembe's yeah. IR, best spell. Uh, except when you don't want the building to collapse on top of you, then it's a bad spell. <laughs> 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 Oof. Erd, yeah, that. it was Erd. IRD. The, the immortal slavers that Jutembe was just like, fuck you. Jutembe, the uber chat. I love the fact that uh, there's that Paizo, like, short <laughs> fiction on the blog of him and Baba Yaga just having a chat in the tavern. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> they just fucking go to a bar and have some tea. They had to have tea so they could tea pose on each other. Duh. And then Bobby Yaga leaves a probably super, super cursed Fabergé egg for the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't touch that. That'd, that'd I would be not touch that. <laughs> Bobby Yaga more like Baba Paga. No. Bobby Yaga's great because she's evil, but she doesn't like, she's not like actively doing evil. She's just an evil person. She, she has like, a very clear line of, if you fuck with me, you fucked up, but otherwise we chill. Literally chill. I mean, there just, is an entire just, just AP about cold. saving her, because her missing in Galarian is worse than her being in Galarian. Yep. <laughs> Galarian's like, equilibrium must be maintained. We need some evil people once in a while. It's, it's, it's more because Baba Yaga is an ever-present line that keeps people in check than Baba Yaga herself doing anything. Oh, yeah, no, because Irisen goes out of control if she's not there. Yeah, because all of the Winter Witches were like, oh, hey, our queen's not here. Bloody revolution, bloody revolution. <laughs> Time to do what we want. All of Galarian coded winter in our domain. Sounds good. And then Bobby is like, no, no, no. This country, this is yours. Stop. Back to the Shori for a sec. There's actually one of their cities that still function and still has their imperial citizens on it. It's Yijay. It's in Tiencia because everything cool is in Tiencia. <laughs> Nadal would like a fucking word. I forget, I forget the people. They're over one of the countries now. Uh, and it kind of stays over that desert plain area. Because they've been there for like thousands of years by now. People of that region refer to them as dark-skinned saviors. Because they are constantly doing war with like flying oni that try to raid the city and end up protecting the people below it. Uh, unfortunately, that city has also become an anchor point for the denizens of Lang, and they're still fighting oh, a war on two fronts yeah. because they can't win. The denizens of Lang are, are bad news. The denizens of Lang yeah. are bad news in any circumstance. Yep. I don't know, man. They don't seem that bad to me. They're not quite Hellraiser-type people, for those who don't know. Just, like, they're weird extraplanar things that are definitely evil, but... They are those under the domain of the King in Yellow, Hester. Yeah, I was gonna say they're a bit Lovecrafty in horror, just just a bit. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. serve they serve a variety of the great old ones. I mean, Lang yeah. is the domain of Nyarlathotep, and no, it's not. The plateau of Lang is Hester's domain. I thought Nyarlathotep was somewhere in there. Okay, no, Nyarlathotep has the dreamlands except for Lang because oh, the endless right. mountains separate yep. normal dreamlands from the plateau of Lang. Yep, yep, yep. Nyarlathotep 
in Pazzo Cannon also technically has Octurn, but also Octurn might be an egg for an Elder God of its own. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is just a slumbering Elder God. Like, they've come out and said that in at least one book. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't come out and said it, which is why it's maybe possibly an Elder God that's asleep. But, like, we all fucking know it's an Elder God that's asleep. Your guys' nerdiness knows no bounds. Just read the Starfinder source books, man. I write fan fiction. I write a fuck ton of fan fiction about Paizo stuff. So I just know a shit ton about Paizo stuff. All this topic of laying just makes me want them to do a Call of Cthulhu Antarctica source book. Because uh, there's, a, there's a city there that... Uh, from uh, Mountains of Madness that highly resembles Lane is the whole thing. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, Megan, as of uh, Doomsday Dawn, actually, they confirmed that Octurne is a slumbering great old one. Is that where they put it in? I was like, I have Doomsday Dawn, like, on the shelf right next to me, so, like, I could go look that up right now, but I won't because I know we're supposed to, like, (laughs) get back to recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, what are we all drinking today? I've got my standard... Cranberry or watermelon? The new standard, not watermelon cider. Uh, I, cider. I still have eight cans of that that I have to stretch out until the next <laughs> summer cycle. I've got a glass full of motor oil and psychedelics to, uh, to represent Numerian fluid, and I'll be drinking that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. So you're here in Oregon, then? <laughs> Alex and I have Fargo Brewing Company Scottish Ale. It's called Stone's Throw. Very appropriate for Retha. Very appropriate for visiting Retha's dad. Just a classic beer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ian? I've got more tea. Because I didn't say it, my favorite city is Karamaga. Karamaga is a good cool. one. I just think I have kefir that my wife made. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, she does kombucha, she makes kefirs, she makes all kinds of things. She's amazing. You got nothing, David? Pretty much. Yeah. We left off with uh, just some evening stuff and Fitzgerald talking mm-hmm. for the first time, which I was very excited about. Yeah, same. He's a good boy. But uh, it is now the next day, and Maldrick, you had a wine party to crash. I did. An investment to, to uh, secure. You read some more minds to learn more about this party. You learn that it is run by an old elf named Carolyn, who has been running this vineyard for a, over a century. You learn that most of the wine in Ford Inevitable is made at this vineyard. You put on what I assume is what Maldrick considers his best look. Yeah. Which I guess is just the tunic with the least amount of stains. Yeah, it's it's like freshly laundered. His it's just his normal clothing, freshly laundered. That's it. It's like a, a nice tunic that's got like it's like it's like emerald green to match the emerald spire, and it's got some runes sewn into the shoulders and stuff. He just cleaned it up with press digitation for the event. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you go to this party, and uh, it's at the vineyard, and as you look, it's it's like an at least a solid acre of, of land for this vineyard. It's a lot of land, and uh, you see a lot of socialites chatting, drinking. People are walking around with wine buckets to spit in. I assume you are not going to touch those or go near those. No. Maldrick not finishing his drink? Ridiculous. Listen, listen, sometimes you gotta be so- sober, or at least Maldrick's version of sober. Maldrick's version of sober. Less drunk than, like, the third standard deviation above the main there. Exactly. You're at the party. What do you do? You see an old elven man talking to people. Maldrick will wait for a uh, break in the conversation and then walk up. Oh, hello there. May I help you? Uh, yes. My name is Maldrick, and uh, I heard that y- your wine is quite amazing. I've, I've tried it myself. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um... And I, I wanted to talk to you about an investment topic. I've heard about you from my connections in the uh, Hell Knights in the town. 
You're the one trying to turn the spire into a bar. That is indeed me. He gives you a handshake. It's not a firm handshake, because like the guy's pretty the guy's old even for Elven standards. If you have a business proposal, I'd love to hear it. But unfortunately, I don't have time to discuss work today. I am here to celebrate the 150th anniversary of this vineyard. So drink. Be merry, Maldrick. The time for talk and business would be later. Yeah, Maldrick's fine with that. <laughs> now Maldrick is going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with your telepathy here, like, it's that guy. Why is he not wearing fancy clothes? Does he know who the is just talking to? Why does he smell like old meat and alcohol? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I can change my smell of prestidigitation. That's true. You hear him saying, like, why does he smell like old meat and alcohol? Like, immediately cast prestidigitation to make yourself smell like fucking, like, roses or something. He, he makes himself smell like fireball. <laughs> just what cinnamon. smells like cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon and whiskey. Yeah, no, Maldrick will just drink and socialize, yeah. Just get in conversation with a bunch of people and uh, mention that there's a, a someone, some crazy person's opening a bar at the Spire and here's it's really good. Oh, so you hear about the bar in the Spire? I'll have to check it out. You hear about the bar in the Spire? Oh, there's a bar in the Spire. Who goes to the Spire? Why is there a bar in the Spire? And that suddenly becomes the talk you versus what you hear and what you're, you hear physically and what you hear mentally. It's just people now talking about your Spire and the vineyard. I heard that they're going to collaborate. Oh, that would be delicious. Oh man, I'd have to go to that if this is where I can buy the beer. The swine and all the stuff. And uh, the cock goes on and you get progressively drunker and drunker until you forget you can use telepathy for the rest of the night. <laughs> Ray, what are you up to? Mainly conversing with Honesty. He's not really doing anything. He's modified his armor and he's going over essentially his plans for the two of them going forward. Discussing in detail how uh, his newest class feature works which I won't spoil, because it'll happen and it'll be cool on camera. Ray doesn't have any extravagant plans. Ray takes a break. I spend 100 gold a month, which now means I've spent 200 gold to pay for this room and lodging and not have to pay taxes or worry about fines in this town, so. Makes sense. Declan's still crafting away. It's eight hours crafting, eight hours reading, sleep. Eight hours crafting, eight hours reading, sleep. You actually hear a knock at the door. Who is it? It's your good friend, Abenard. I've got those scrolls you asked me to make you. Oh, oh great, okay. Yeah, I'll go open the door, invite him in. And uh, Abenard Royce is standing there and he's got uh, some scroll tubes. Here you are, just like you requested. Thank you. One scroll of blindness, deafness, dark vision, visualization of the mind, <laughs> light prison, and investigative mind. All right, thank you, Abernard. You're very welcome, good friend. Did you find my no-qual or anything? Uh, we haven't found anything yet. Be sure to let you know as soon as we find it. Please do. We're getting into the fourth floor, so we'll get there. I'm glad to hear that. You all are doing tremendous work. Thank you. Well, if you excuse me, I have to go pick up Birdseed. That's the name of my cat! <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, Abernard. It was good to see you. Goodbye. And he shuts the door and you get right back to work. What kind of nonsense cheese are you planning with visualization of the mind? <laughs> it's a cool spell. I don't know. Great spell. I love it. It's really oh, good. You don't have anything planned. Okay. <laughs> Not at it's the moment. interesting spell. Gareth, you're still meditating. Yeah. You haven't gone home. You're not sure if the sun has risen because the chapel is so dark. <laughs> Fair enough. 
You have lost track of what time is. Charisma is like the edgiest non-evil god, so I mean, like, valid. You were just simply meditating. There's candles, so there is light. Hmm. You don't need it because you have dark vision, but there's light. Fair enough. So yeah, just lots of training for me. Yeah. And then uh, we go back over to the Valduk residence, where Pelta is out on a hunt with Teshar Valduk. And he's still got his shovel with him. <laughs> he has no weapon, just a shovel. Is it uh, time to work again? Time to work, class. It's probably like 8 o'clock at night right now. All right, we're going to wait for the real predators. Oh. We are going to hunt them the way Era still intended. Right, you said we were getting wolf. No, uh, that was just an example. We're gonna get the things that hunt wolves. Sure. What hunts wolves? Drakes. Drakes? Are you crazy? Do I look crazy to you? Yes. Then there's your answer. All right. You ever had drake meat? No, we don't hunt drakes. You don't have drakes where you're from? Where are you from? The Salen Hills. Never been there. I wouldn't recommend it. Seems the accent's getting infectious, eh, lass? It's very similar. I'm going to work you to the bone, make you stronger. Well, let's get to it. Yes. The night is young. The hunt is on. And he, you know, you're stalking some deer, and then a wolf kills that deer, and then a drake kills that wolf. <laughs> and then he just throws the shovel and decapitates the drake. Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go. Goes and picks it up and just starts hacking away at the meat with the shovel. <laughs> I have a knife if that would be easier ah it's a bladed shovel for a reason lass weren't you using that to dig earlier though yes but it's cleaned now all right well you think my like kids magic potential is just out of nowhere no i they learned it from me except maldrick don't know where he got any of that arcane stuff from he's rather good with it i think he read a book once and said i'm going to do that dad and you can't stop me and i went well i'll at least teach you how to fight and then I did. I taught all of them how to fight. Well, he does fight well. Except Dira Scarif. That boy has no talent for martial combat. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> he never wants to rage. But by Eris still, he can throw that little circle of his. Yeah, I still don't know how he expects that to do damage, but I've seen it kill. Really? He got a kill with that. Uh, Fascinating. At least once. Wouldn't have thought it possible. I didn't either. <laughs> well, let's get to work. Yes. And uh, he just starts scaling the drake, shoving the meat in the sack. Pelta helps him. She knows roughly what needs to be done to, like, field dress an animal. And Don't forget to take the teeth and the claws. They sell real well. Oh, right. So what are you doing in this town? You're clearly not from around here. I've left my home. They uh, made it clear that I should experience the rest of the world. I made it as far south as Fort Inevitable with, on a boat and got a job there writing scrolls and jumped the ship to uh, explore the spire as soon as possible. Ah, the adventurer's life. I always wanted to do that, but my duties at home prevented it. Gotta take care of the family, the wife, the kids, the other kids. Of course. And eventually the grandkids. I don't know which one of them will get the grandkid first. <laughs> it's like bold of you to assume that any of us are going to live long enough to get married. Probably Maldrick. He's a little more uncaring. <laughs> Promiscuous is the word. I wouldn't expect him to bring them home, though. Ah, he will. He's a good lad. He's a good kid. He is working on a, um, some sort of business, so... There's something. He'll do fine. Retha, she'll climb the ranks. She'll be running that town in some years, probably. Eventually, everyone dies. That's how life works. It ends. It always ends, doesn't it? 
What I just said. He's just got like a thousand yards there going on. Helta goes back to work carving up the drake. And then that list, the last one, Gareth. Who knows what he'll do? He'll do something great. His luck, he'll probably ascend and be one of Desna's new heralds. Sure, at least an Azada of some sort. That boy's blessed by Lady Desna. Luck is on his side. It always has been. Even when I hit him on the face during training, it always seemed to never leave a bruise. He's resilient like that. All right, we got enough of this meat. We'll leave it for the rest of the creatures. If you say so. The, it's like nearly a spotless skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Between the two of you, you've harvested a ton of meat. Just haul it all back. You guys haul it back and he just starts, like he opens this giant room. See, it's lined with a lot of dried meats and things. It's the smokehouse. Where the smoke will we want to keep and sell the rest of the town. Ah, expanding on the, the stuff that you are able to farm. Good, yes. Good, good, good. Wouldn't want you to starve. Oh, I ain't never starving, lass. Not when I can hunt. And that goes on. And Retha, as you're reading your book more, a lot of the stuff in it doesn't line up with itself or any other history book. Like, it goes back and contradicts itself. Like, at one point it says that Fort Noble was founded 40 years ago, but other accounts say, like, 80, random things like that. And, like, obviously there's no author written because what kind of Norgabrite would admit to revealing secrets anywhere? And uh, you're just reading that book. Man, if only there was a plane of existence dedicated to storing all knowledge and accessible oh. by high-level spellcasters, Ian. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fifth level we'll is not high level. Start reading the Akashic Record. No one's no problem there. You just gotta tap uh, into it for a little bit and ask it like one question. It'll no be one's fine. gone crazy talking to the Akashic yeah, Record no, ever. Ignition Communion's yeah. fourth level spell, so we'll get there. But what you do find is something that is absolutely not how it was written in your the books you've read about Fort Inevitable. And the books you've read. Uh, it said that Lady Commander Drovast ascended to the title of Fort Commander after hunting down and slaying the assassins that killed the previous Lord Commander. In this book of Norgabrite secrets, however, about Fort Inevitable, it says that Signifier Haas and Lady Commander Drovast colluded to assassinate the previous commander themselves to take full control of the fortress, which, as you would know, would be very against the rules for a Hell Knight to do. <laughs> But more importantly, that the entire town is under control of murderers. And not like the normal murder that Hell Knights do, but like murdering within their own ranks. Not exactly sure who to trust, but I take all possibilities into account. Camera cuts back to Ray for a second, eating some gray goo from a tube like a fucking gogurt while thumbing through the Daggermark book. <laughs> uh, and Honesty just comments, Ray, aren't you glad that our home is really uncomplicated? Yep, all we have to deal with is an extremely excitable halfling. And as you thumb through the book, it's just like a name assassinated by blank. Name stabbed to death in the street by blank. It's mostly just a hit list. <laughs> it's like this book is simultaneously useful and worthless because of course this happened. It's dagger yeah, mark. It's dagger. Of course he was assassinated. Everyone knew he was assassinated. It looked like he died of natural causes, but he was an assassinated. If you die in yes. dagger mark, it's not natural causes. That's yeah. just how it goes. Then one pause and you're like, oh, this guy actually died of organ failure caused by poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's just like 60 pages of various figures of throughout Daggermark history that have been assassinated for not even good reasons. Like one was accidentally stepped in front of a noble while crossing the street or gave a guard the wrong change at a store. 
Useless crap. Mind you of anyone honesty? Sounds a lot like Pitax. I know, right? Then we flash back to, uh, that's everybody for today. Uh, if I could read ahead a bit in the journal. Oh, yeah. Do you have time to read ahead a bit? I can only craft eight hours every day. So you sit down with the books, Aberdard Royce journal, and the Hell Knight redacted version to see what you can mm-hmm. cross-reference. And you get to, uh, you finish translating floor three, and you get to floor four. And it, you get there, and it's just got a nice title page like the rest of them have, and it just says, the fourth floor. We have dubbed this floor the God Home after the native denizens of the area. They called it the God Home. They insisted a God lived here, and they let us through. All right. That's the entire page. Did it say what the denizens were, or? Yeah. It said they were troglodytes. Ooh. That they insisted we pay worship to their God, and that they let us on our way. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, it goes on to describe some of our members were desiring to massacre the entire troglodytes for the mere existence of them. I found such violence distasteful and preferred the diplomatic route. Okay. Hmm. Did they say what the uh, offerings were? He said he left a few coins, but he wasn't sure if that was what they wanted or not but it's seen to appease what they referred to as a god. He has no real idea what it actually was that he was offering a war token to because the statues were so worn and damaged that it was impossible to identify any sort of religious significance. Hmm. Interesting. After you finish the fourth floor journal, there looked like there's some pages torn out. <sighs> Damn it. He was just here. Uh, that's where you, what you get for the rest of today. I figure in the interest of time, because like we don't have to play at all eight, all 18 of the days, we'll skip ahead a couple days. About a week later, Maldrick, you get a letter from uh, Carolyn saying he would like that with that chat you, he talked about with you. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and when you get there, a servant's like, follow me, please. I mean, I do that. You get walked to the parlor where the servant bows and takes their leave. And, ah, hello there, Maldrick. I'm so glad you could join me. I looked into your finances and your background with other taverns. It's quite extensive. What can I say? I'm a patron of local businesses. Yes, and it seems you've been kicked out of almost every single one you've been to. That is not my fault. They were rather rude. I'd say I believe them over you, but seeing as how you're not in prison, have you been to prison, Magic? No, I actually have not. Never happened. I do like and it's someone who has not been to prison if I'm going to invest my money in assets. First That's box, a... checked. <laughs> First box, alive, check. Box two, not previously incarcerated. Check box three, has all of his limbs. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Get fucked, Maldrick. So, I would like to ask you, where did you get that arm? Uh, that's actually a very taboo question to my people. Uh, I am offended. Does not like people talking about the arm. So tell me, Magic, why should I give you my hard-earned money and wine for your bar? Six miles outside of town, in a danger-infested forest, in an ancient tower full of even deadlier threats. Well, first off, the first three floors are no longer full of dangerous threats. I see. And to start, only the very top floor will be open anyways. How will you stop creatures from below coming up? Oh, see, that's that's easy. We're killing everything in this fire. 
You're carving a swath of mass destruction through the spire. Not exactly how I would have phrased it, but actually that sounds better, yes. What pricing do you plan for? Is it going to be worth me giving you my wines? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like I said, we plan to offer the uh, gamut. Uh, first off, the, uh, uh, we're, we're, the my grand plan is to do a floor-by-floor floor thing. Uh, class, uh, we, for example, with your wines, uh, they would be served on a lower floor that's more of a classy vibe uh, once we have those open. Uh, but to start, the first floor will just be your standard tavern, uh, cheap drinks, uh, top shelf uh, available to those who want it. But uh, for the most part, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like an actual like wine bar like floor to itself. So you would give me an entire floor dedicated to my wines and my wines alone. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we've uh, we, we've already gone through three of them, and there's no end in sight. So I, I imagine there's plenty of space for that. Sure. How long do you think it'll take you to clear out the bars, the floors of the bar? Uh, probably not too long. We're making good progress. We only started like a few weeks ago. It's been like a month. Well, that's not bad at all. If it's a Hell Knight approved, sanctioned, and guarded establishment, I absolutely can put my trust in that. It's definitely at least one of those things. Rafa <laughs> <laughs> is a Hell Knight and she approves, so there you go. <laughs> While I cannot give you any advance payment or supplies until you are done clearing it out, you can count me as one of your primary investors. Perfect. That's what I love to hear. And if you need any supplies, I will happily use my connections to get you them at a discount and to get you the best of the best. I should say one of Retha's to-do list sort of things is to get Maldrick a liquor license from Fort Inevitable, but it kind of took a lower priority than reading the Book of Hell Night Dirt, so... Moving along, Declan, I assume you want to go during one of your uh, break schedules. I assume you're going to go see if Abernard Royce knows what happened to these pages. Absolutely. Uh, are you going to let anybody know you're going? You can bring Ray along. He doesn't have anything to do. I'd probably go and, like, he and I were talking to Abernard before. So, like, yeah, I'd, I'd Yeah, and he's helped you translate the book a couple times. Mm -hmm. So, Ray and Declan go over to Abernard's. Yes, how can I help you? Um, hey, uh, do you mind if we talk inside about one of the projects you sent us on? Oh, of course. I'll show him the book with the missing pages and ask what happened. Oh, dear. What did happen? I remember going to floor f the fourth floor, and then something, and then we went to the fifth floor. Just magic the pages back on, man. I suppose I could, but that wouldn't really restore the writing. It would just be blank paper. I'd have to know where the pages were, and if I had the pages, why would I need to restore them? I'd have them. I truly cannot remember. It's been several decades, so I don't know. Oh, this is going to bug me all week. If you think of anything, let me know. As much as I don't like saying it, the Hell Knights might have some information about my whereabouts then. Would I have had time to cross-reference through there? You said I was reading both. Yeah, you could cross-reference. Um, the book that Sigfire Hoth, that was uh, published by the Hell Knights, does not actually talk about there being a god on that floor. Yeah, of course not. It just refers to them appeasing the natives. How often does your personal library get raided? Very infrequently. It's only happened twice in the past 25 years. Do you have a secure location to store, I'm going to call them sensitive books? Yes, I do. Uh, I hand over the Daggermark journal. Keep this for safekeeping. If worse comes to worst, you can use this to get a leg up in Daggermark. Just don't let the Hell Knights find it. 
Yes, give me one moment. And you see him uh, start casting a spell and he just reaches into a, the void and just pulls a chest out and puts it in there and then just like puts it back into this void. Ray, Ray doesn't know this in character, but powerful enough to have a demiplane, not powerful enough to cast temporal reversion. What? <laughs> no, it's secret chest. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's literally a spell just to hide stuff in a tiny little, like, area. Something you gotta check on every couple months. So yeah, the week goes on. Retha, you don't really find any more dirt. Uh, you find dirt, but it's, like, really dumb things, like Signifier Haas likes to do his laundry every Thursday. Good shit. Or um, Lady Commander's favorite color is black. Shocker. <laughs> Gonna steal all of Haas's clothes. And uh, then, then you find one that's particularly damning, which is Signifier Haas actually wears dark gray robes instead of black. You guys get done, and uh, a week later, Retha, you're back home with Pelta, carrying Drake meat. a container of soup and Drake meat. Uh, one of them is a much more palatable smell. I give the soup to Gareth. Mom made it. Uh, I love it when she makes me things. All right, thanks. And you just start eating. Cleric of Frazen walks up to you, Gareth, and says, Gareth Falduk, you have done a satisfactory job of retraining. You are now a cleric of the Blossoming Light. Oh, Goodbye. And he walks away. <laughs> have a day. You know, you know, sis. May you have a day. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm ever going to get over how weird these guys are here. Why is every, like, non-enemy NPC in this town a Monty Python skit? <laughs> because that's Sam's life, I'm pretty sure. Because that's, that's my life. <laughs> and because I've been rewatching Futurama, which is very heavily Monty Python inspired with a lot of its gags. So it's been influencing a lot of my humor lately. The neutral people have always been very funny to me. So that concept of tell my wife I said hello, this always gets me. What makes a man turn neutral? But yeah, you are done retraining. You have now fully retrained into a blossoming light cleric. Nice. I am. You want to talk a little bit really? about that? Oh, sure. See, a blossoming light cleric is is one who uh, definitely forgoes a lot of the martial aspects of a standard cleric and instead focuses on channeling. Now, this A gives them more channels they can use a day, and since I've been using a lot of channels plus equipment, that's nice. Um, but also, they can use their channels in ways other clerics can't. Basically, he's become even more charisma-focused. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way to go with your Desmond DFT. Yes, it is. It definitely is. It should be interesting. You guys have finished selling your gear, finished buying things. Declan's done crafting. Mm -hmm. Maldrick has a contract for a future business investment, and you are ready to resume entering the spire, unless there's any last minute business you guys need to do. There's still the scene that Ray and uh, Gareth need to do. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. As you're coming back from your monastery, he'll pretty much physically grab you by the shoulder. Okay. Like, as you're going back to the hotel room. Gay! Megan's very drunk. Just ignore her. Yes, I am. Whoa, I, I wasn't expecting that. What's up? Where the hell have you been all week? Oh, I've been working on some things. Perfecting my, my relationship with Desna. Becoming, becoming more than I was. I take it then you forgot you wanted to talk to <clears throat> me oh no no i want to talk to you more now than i ever did before i have to ask you some questions though not here if we're gonna talk we're gonna do it in the spire inside the spire okay i don't have a problem with that uh might be a little i don't know 
A little bit of a distraction, though, don't you think? We're gonna go in the first floor and talk. Not in the middle of the expedition. Alrighty then. Let's let's do that. So you can just follow along. Six mile walk largely in silence from Ray's end. <laughs> I figured that was true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit of pestering. Are you sure you don't want to talk here? I mean, this seems like a pretty safe place. They have eyes everywhere, man. They, they, I can't wait to find out who this they is. It's the Technic League. It's not a secret. All right, them, sure, yes. I know all about them. Those nerds. They and I don't have a good history. I mean, I should say they don't actually know who I am, but if they were to find out, we would not have a good history. Interesting. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more. So we arrive at the spire. We go to the first floor. It's clean. There's there's the makings of like a bar and a bat counter area. <laughs> no, no, no. There's way more than that. Maldrick has like sweeped up all the rubble at this point. Yeah, he's been working there on his off days. Yeah. Which is every day except the one he had that business meeting. Oh, how how far have you come on the furniture thing? I don't know how you're tracking costs and whatever. I have furniture now. That happened a bit. Yeah, yeah cool. we bought he bought that wagon. There's uh you guys noticed that that arm that shitty goblin armory is like fully stocked as a storeroom. Nice. We're gonna head up to we... what I assume is the manager's office, which is actually the bugbear's place of residence. <laughs> I assume you're using that as the manager's office. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll drag uh Gareth up there. <laughs> Follow him, I guess. Kinda get drug. Maldrick stands uh, directly below and listens in. I don't care if you hear. <laughs> I care if anyone else does. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Maldrick just wants to use his telepathy. <laughs> no, that's gone. Oh, wait, no, that is gone. We stayed 18 it's days. It's gone by now. Yeah. I forgot it was 18 days. Yeah. You can still listen, like, up the stairs. We're in an echo chamber. You can yeah. still pretend it's telepathy. Aha, uh -huh, echo chamber. Uh -huh. Maldrick yeah. is convinced he still has uh -huh. telepathy. <laughs> he forgot how to use it that one night, and he's like, come on, I gotta remember. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, close the door behind us. Uh, flip the silver disc up. Catch it. Honesty, it's go time. Roger that, Ray. And she will manifest along with the armor. I will set Honesty down on what I presume is a desk that Maldrick has dragged up here. It's. It looks like it was built out of the bugbear's old bed frame. He has diligently cleaned everything, so I'm not too worried about it. Press the digitation does wonders. It does. So, my friend... What I don't get is, why do you have such problems with the gods? Or does your gun, which seems to be its own thing, have problems with the gods? I have introduced myself as Honesty at least three times to you guys. Well, I understand your name, but I don't know whether that means you have a soul or whether it's just <laughs> intelligence or what you are. I mean, I understand your name's Honesty. I get that, but I'm not certain what you are. She's leeching off my soul to give her existence like presence in the world. Right, so what's the problem with the gods? Gods and I do not get along. I understand that yours is just trying to help, but I have natural defenses against deific magic that I have to lower to allow you to do whatever it is you do. Why don't they get along? Oh wait, you said something about being crafted to kill them? Yeah, she was. Her original purpose, according to what she shared with me, was to protect an ancient civilization from extremely wrathful gods. She's not that powerful yet, simply because I'm not powerful enough to give her the anima she needs to manifest that. But allegedly, she was once 
a weapon that could breach the heavens and strike the hearts of even the king of gods. Wow. So if anybody has a chance of killing Desna, it's honesty. So we should really just like not let Ray and Gareth be friends, right? I mean, what? <laughs> no, post-Spire post campaign, kill Desna. <laughs> oh man, I have to statter up. Uh, you might have to give us mythic tears for that. Yeah, don't yeah. stat gods. That's just. I know. I'm not gonna actually. So what I'm what what I'm to understand here is that you found honesty. You were bound to honesty. What's how does this whole thing work? It's honesty's not powerful enough because you're not powerful enough. So your two fates are intertwined. Okay. So the way honesty exists is she converts my soul, my quintessence, into a sort of grayish white flame that's called anima. It's you, you see it in my atavistic rounds, the thing she fires and that I load. From there, it's just kind of a matter of how powerful his quintessence gets. I don't really understand the science behind it. I don't think anyone really does. But the more quintessence he has, the more anima I can draw from him, and the more presence I have it to exist. Right. So why why him? Why Ray? I mean, you were around before Ray. Why did Ray choose you or did you choose Ray? It's not so much a choice, but I did choose him. It's complicated. Honesty. How do we explain this? I didn't exist before I found Ray in what you would think of as existing. I was kind of floating along midway between pure energy and quintessence, and Ray happens to be the first soul that I could bond with. Then I'd like to talk with you for a moment, Honesty. Here's the thought. Thus far, it's been really important for me to be able to help, help Ray out by blessing you, and it's been helpful for my own survival. I think it's going to be important that you understand that the blessings that are going to come from me are always going to be beneficial. I'm not going to do anything to hurt you or Ray, as long as the two of you don't do anything to hurt me. The other thing I wanted to speak with you about, Ray, there's a... And I think you may be the only person I, I can really talk to about this. I definitely don't want to tell my sister. Um, but there's a group in town that's symbolized by this fox symbol. And I think that they're kind of anti-Hell Knight. From what, I've under, from what I've gathered thus far, I'd like to find them. Do you have any ideas on that? Do you have the symbol? Because there's a lot of organizations that use a fox. I actually do. I was given this piece of paper when I was waiting in line the first day, and I noticed that there was something in kind of an invisible ink type thing on it when I was waiting in line to get to, to a permit. Oh my God, this town. And this is what the symbol looks like. And he takes that thing out and shows it to him. Anything in roll, Sam? Knowledge local or profession chronicler? to identify uh, you could use knowledge uh local also if you want to try religion because you do see what looks like it might be a holy symbol surrounded in the circle within these foxtails as a reminder for those who are uh, listening oh i know you got the check is it the holy yeah. symbol of milani it's milani yeah you yeah, know milani. yeah we know what the holy symbol is but we don't know what the organization is yeah yeah we're we're, we're closing okay, yeah. in on the yeah i figured the scene would kind of be where the end and then you guys meet up in the first floor to go down mm -hmm. to floor four for the next right. session so i'm tempted to just take 10 for a 22 to see if i recognize it taking 10 you you don't recognize it okay leave this with me tonight and i'll do some more research in my room i'll see what i can come up with sure sounds great 
honesty, I, I just need you to know that whatever I do is not going to hurt you or Ray. I hope you understand that. And I hope that we, that we can have a better working relationship. It just surprised me the first time. Otherwise, I've always accepted the override. Fair enough. Well, I guess I should get back. Uh, are you good, Ray? Did you have anything you need to talk to me about? Not really. Next morning, I'll go ahead and roll. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. Hey. hey! The hard way. All right. You're racking your brain. You're trying to think of anything that resembles this. I'm going through old articles that I have on me that I've written, or some that my boss has written. You've got the conspiracy corkboard. You've been at it all night, and then like a splits, like a moment of revelation. That's the same fucking symbol on the cover of Abernard Royce's book. No, I I knew that. I just. I'd want to know what the organization is if I know anything about him. Uh, yeah, no, you don't know anything about, like, you look through the book and you're like, yes, like, you realize, like, oh, I could just look through the book and you start looking through it and through his actual journal. Oh, um, part of the organization. Uh, you, re- you learn, and I think I gave, might have given you that as this part of the information earlier, but his group that went through the spire called themselves the Foxes. Um, they were a team of... 12 uh, expedition members that rotated around so that people could do research or look in or like check out floors and things while others rested and recovered. Uh, That were one of the earliest sanctioned Hell Knight uh, brigades into the area. So I guess uh, Uh, next week, Declan and I are going to go bother the wizard again. (laughs) And then we'll go into the spire. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you will bother the wizard next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, at @bardungeon, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash dungeon dive bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dungeon dive bar. For behind the scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeon dive bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar.